Put away those bishops and rooks for some knights play. <laughs> oh, that that's good. That that last line got me, man. Hello. It is Thursday, July 2nd, and we have officially passed the halfway mark of 2020. And we're really going to hope that we as a society are a second half team. We are the real bros of Holly Springs. I'm Brandon Rhodes, joined by Joey Will, the inspirational pep talk to my orange slices that lead to a big second half comeback. I've never been uh, known for my my pep talks. That, that's always a Miller thing. But, you know, I I actually like the orange slice uh, recommendation for halftime to, to get the guys uh, going better. So we'll, we'll definitely uh, – We'll definitely have to go off of your um, your help more than my help for the rest of the, the podcast today. Yeah, you know, if orange slices work for five-year-olds, like it, it should really work for everyone also. So that's, it seems like a, a great helpful thing. Yeah, I, I, I honestly, helping out McConnell with the JV team this year, it was like the first time that I had gone back to being a five-year-old because the amount of orange slices that those kids went through at halftime was was pretty amazing i'll be honest so maybe i'll have to bring that to the soccer team uh this fall if we're able to play yeah that's that's not a bad idea uh it might just have to be a thing where you know to keep everyone safe everyone's got to eat their own orange so you just kind of throw an orange at everybody they just peel it themselves uh while you talk uh and then like after throwings and stuff the ball just gets sticky from all the the juice in everyone's hands so <laughs> we'll that, is true. that is true i might have to uh, i might have to come up with some social distancing guidelines for my my orange slices but uh, i'm sure we'll figure it out yes well while you're social distancing make sure to check us out on instagram and twitter both at marketing underscore hshs uh, as a reminder make sure to tell your friends family loved ones about how great we are you can find us anywhere you get usual podcast fix and we do currently have a five-star rating on apple Podcasts. This episode is going to be a little bit different than the previous 27, uh, as we do not have a guest on today for the first time since our initial episode. So theoretically, we're going to give you a little bit of a shorter episode heading into your July 4th weekend. But don't worry, we'll have guests back on starting Monday, and next week should be exciting as the Real Bros have our own little Holly Springs restaurant week. Yeah, I'm looking, I'm looking forward to next week. It's going to be interesting. I know we've talked about it a little bit. Um, our, our favorite restaurants in Holly Springs and some that we haven't tried. So next week's going to be very interesting. Uh, but before we get there, we got to get through this podcast before we hit the July 4th weekend. Uh, so let's get after it. And hopefully you guys enjoy just listening to us two for the duration of today's podcast. Yes. You're either excited about that news right now or you're horrified. So either way, uh, sorry. Um, so before we move ahead to today's episode, let's talk a little bit about Mondays. Uh, Best video game draft, 83% for me. Uh, put this in golden eye parlance for you to understand. I just kept throwing proximity mines right at the area you're, re- you're responding to, and I've now won 13 of the last 14 drafts after losing 12 of the first 14. So drafting is apparently a game of runs, and it's like I just ate a giant plate of Skyline Chili because right now I've got the runs. <laughs> Oh wow! I, I knew where that joke was going, and uh, wow, that that's a little a little gross to start off the podcast with. But uh, I I agree. I, I can't I can't deny the fact that uh, 
you are on a major run right now. Um, I'm actually a little disappointed in the support in last draft, but also like going back to last week, like I lost my birthday draft. Then we go into Monday's draft. I'm like, okay, I have a chance here. And then I get zero support for some very good in 64 games. Like legitimately, I feel like whoever voted was totally teenagers that definitely have probably not played probably three or four of those games. So I knew the NCAA and Madden combination was probably going to help you, but I didn't think it was going to help you that much, but it's okay. I'm not going to say like, I look forward to this draft to like help me out. I'm actually not looking forward to this draft because I'm probably going to lose again. And it's very sad. It's very upsetting. Uh, But you know what? It's okay. Right? Like it happens. I'm glad you're not super upset about it. I guess that's a positive. Yeah, like I, I've come to the uh, the realization that I'm just not really good at drafting. I think that early success got to my head, and I, I felt like overconfident. And to this point, I, I'm feeling a little low, but, you know, it's an expectation at this point. So some way I got to get out of it. Yeah, maybe I'm just hungrier during our drafts. Uh, that could be because I don't eat breakfast before we record, but – yeah, it could just be that I just wanted after getting so many L's handed to me when we first started doing this. Dude, like I'm today is one of the first drafts that like I'm actually ready to go, man. I got a little run in earlier, got some breakfast in me. Like I'm I'm up, wired, ready to go, and I'm probably still gonna lose. So I should just sleep in until right before the drafts or the the podcast, and maybe I'll do better. We'll see. Maybe that's my my big tip. Mm-hmm. Uh, so anything beforehand. Before we kind of get going today also, I want to say a happy birthday to my sister, who is apparently a week younger than you and turns 30 today. So happy birthday, Julia. Uh, she's a huge fan of the podcast. She's listened to every episode. Uh, I hope you're enjoying hearing this next weekend while you're stuck at work. She kind of binges through two weeks worth of episodes when she has to work weekends. Uh, oh, well, so- welcome. Welcome to the, the 30 Club. Um, it's, it's not that special, uh, but I hope you have a special day. So my sister's birthday is July 2nd, and mine is actually July 6th. So my birthday is going to be Monday. We're kind of both equidistant on both sides of July 4th. Like I mentioned this before, but my mom refers to this as birthday week. Even though, like, there's actually two separate weeks now, she kind of always loves that. Uh, Our birthdays and July 4th kind of coming right on, you know, either side of each other. It's it's kind of cool that you guys have – a big holiday around your around your birthday like not exactly on your birthday some people are born like on Christmas and I feel like that that's terrible for them because you know they don't get the twice gift party that a lot of us do but it's kind of cool that you guys kind of separate July 4th by a couple days and happy early birthday maybe we'll do like a road centric birthday podcast on on Monday um, or some special segments uh, to, to celebrate your birthday like we did mine. But um, happy birthday to your sister. Happy early birthday to you. And now I feel excited. Like, this is, this is great. You know, we're, we're going into 4th of July. We've got some birthday vibes going. Man, I'm feeling good about today's podcast. Yeah, so that actually brings us to our first mailbag question today, which comes to us from the Class of 2022 Twitter account. Uh, they're all now 15, and they want to know, what fresh, fresh H-E double hockey sticks awaits them when they're double that age and turned 30. So they hope that I can give you some advice on what being in your 30s is like. And then maybe you can also turn that around and give some advice to my sister about 
some big advice that you've learned in your first week of being in your 30s. So I got kind of like three big things for you of like stuff to look forward to in your 30s. The first, like you're going to have to pee a lot more often. Like every morning, <laughs> like, like every morning I like have to pee like first thing. That didn't like used to be a thing. And like even last night, like I was just like sitting and like, you know, working on the podcast. I went to the bathroom. I go to the bathroom again like an hour later. Like I didn't drink anything. I just like had to go again. Uh, maybe like if there's a doctor listening, I have like some serious health problem, but like, that's really like become a thing over the last like two, three years. So you look forward to that in your thirties. The second thing, bladder, bladder issues. Number one. Yes. Uh, the second thing is just so many general aches and pains. Uh, just in the last few months, I've had like such a insane shoulder pain, like in the back of my shoulder that I literally couldn't sleep and was kept up till 5 a.m. Uh, I also pull the muscle in my neck, reaching to pick something up while laying in bed. And then I also go, <sighs> whenever I have to like bend over to pick something up. Uh, <laughs> I thought my dad did that when I was a kid, he was being melodramatic, but like he was at least not 32 when that was happening. And that's like still what's going on for me now. So God, that's, it's going to be a long next like 34 years for me. Yeah. Well, I, I wish those aches and pains would have made you worse at golf uh, earlier this week, but We'll, uh, we'll talk more about that later. Yes. So the third and final one is I have to sleep more. In my rookie year of teaching, I call it my rookie season. Uh, I was named rookie of the year in my heart. Uh, I could easily <laughs> stay up until like the end of the late West Coast NBA playoff games, like go to sleep at like two o'clock, catch a solid four hours and be good to go for school the next day, uh, and then do the same thing again the next night. Um, that's not the case anymore. And well, sometimes I'm up till two or three, just like due to general nerves, uh, insomnia or watching basketball film. Like I really pay for it the next day. And like, I just like, if I try to watch like, a late game, like I can't make it to halftime even. Uh, so that's like, I, I need to sleep. So those are kind of three great things for everyone to look forward to as they get into their thirties. So to recap, bladder issues, aches and pains when they there there really shouldn't be any aches and pains and then your your sleep you can't deprive yourself of sleep those are your your big three yes okay so i i will piggy off of that and say for the sleep part like i've always been somebody that like i like to go to bed around like nine or ten so even on like school days when i get back from like soccer games like i try to fall asleep as, as early as possible um, but I can definitely say that sleep makes a, a big difference. So even going into my 30s for the last uh, seven days, I can definitely say that that sleep is a big thing that uh, you should look forward to or at least try to get more of. Um, but I, I guess the, the only thing I will say, and, and this might not be because I've been 30 for a week, but I think your your 20s are, are filled with a lot of um, – immature moments and lack of like decision making but before you go into making like you know decisions that that really have some consequences to them or just things that might impact uh you know your life in, in bigger ways than you think but i think as you get into your 30s you start maturing and having um a different mindset towards a lot of things in your life so i think that's the only thing i can really comment on because i haven't really been in the 30s like you have for a couple of years to to really make comments about my, my bladder issues or anything like that. So um, I hope for all you 15 year olds out there that listen to the podcast and, and submitted the question, 
Um, I hope you guys enjoy your the rest of your teens, your 20s, uh, but be prepared. 30s is going to come at you real quick. Yes, there's a reason they say that when you turn 30, you're over the hill. Uh, that's just, I'm just not at my physical peak anymore. So coming up after this commercial, you're going to want to hear all about our first Real Bros Open golf outing from earlier this week. What do many golfers have in common with people who stand on stilts? No short game. Well, what better place to work on your short game than Knights play in Apex? Maybe if we shout them out in the podcast, they'll give us a round for free next week. Maybe? Sup, Knights play? Anyway, it's a part three course, so keep those drivers in your bag. Actually, that's where my driver stays all the time. Uh, and get ready to perfect your short game. Golf is the perfect activity for our COVID-19 world, and much like back during the Renaissance, put away those bishops and rooks for some knights play. Well, I didn't know you just blast our golf game all over social media, because uh, when we played on Tuesday, uh, you did beat me, and uh, I don't understand why, but shortly after our round, uh, you decided to put on Instagram that you beat me by four strokes. So I'm a little upset about that, um, but for the listeners, it was me, Rhodes, uh, Mr. McConnell, uh, our third amigo um, of this perfect trifecta, and my roommate went to a golf course in Raleigh, uh, RGA, and we played some golf. We played 18 holes. Uh, so we figured, you know what, we had a good time. We'll let you guys know about the experience. So Rhodes, I'll let you kick off because you did throw some shade at me. You did put on Instagram that technically you're better than me for four strokes. How'd golf go for you? Uh, yeah, I don't know if I'm better than you. I just beat you then. I figured that might not happen again, so I just needed to put it out there. So I will say, like, on the first hole and tenth hole, like, we go out there, we start hole one, and you basically drive the green on a par four. It's a short par four, but that was uh, incredibly impressive. Once that happened, I was like, oh, my God. Uh, Will's going to beat me by 147 strokes. Uh, but ended up not happening. I'll say that my I'll go with my personal highlight for myself than my highlight for you. A highlight for myself is I birdied a par four. Uh, so what? So as I kind of mentioned in the commercial, I don't really use woods. I actually use like a five wood to tee off with three times. Uh, didn't go super well. By the first time I've used a wood in a couple years. So what I ended up doing is just kind of using my seven iron. It's nice, easy. Hit it like you know one seventy or so off the tee, nice in the fairway. Uh, so one of the par fours, I hit what seven iron off the tee. Went nine iron, just a beautiful shot. I uh, had to get it under a tree, had the ball in the back of my back of my stance and just kind of hit it to like within, I don't know, a couple of feet of the hole uh, as I shipped on Instagram and knocked on the birdie putt. Uh, I, that might be my second ever birdie on a par four. I was pretty excited about that. Uh, so that, that was definitely my highlight. I think my highlight for your game was you got a little frustrated as we finished off our first nine. And uh, after, at the end of the ninth hole, you just straight up punted two balls into the woods. Uh, I've never seen anyone punt a golf ball before. So uh, did that hurt? Or, I mean, it was hilarious. Uh, that was definitely my highlight of your round after yeah, the, the time that you drove the green twice, pretty much. Well, I, I will say that I'm sure some of the things that I was saying out loud throughout the round were probably some highlights, but they're not things that we should repeat for our listeners. Uh, but uh, to put it in perspective for the people listening, um, that first hole that we went out there and I drove it, like I absolutely crushed that drive. 
And the first couple holes, I played bogey golf, which for me is is acceptable. It's, it's okay. It's a little bit better than what I normally do. And then I just started losing golf balls. I started driving the ball, uh, losing stuff in the woods, water, uh, wasn't hitting well on a par three. And then we get to uh, the last hole and I drove the the ball into the woods again. And I was just furious trying to find my golf ball. And I found two other golf balls um, that weren't even mine. So I, I picked both of them up. I used one. I took my provisional. I dropped it. I hit it. Finally got to the green. Took me like three putts because I was so pissed off. And to me, I was like, you know what? These were in the woods already. So why am I going to keep them? And I punted the one that was putted into the the um, the hole. And then I decided, you know what? This one in my pocket, it doesn't belong there either. So I punted that one. Um, so to answer your question, it didn't hurt as much as I thought it was going to hurt, to be honest. I thought it would actually like hit a bone or something or hit a toe. But I, I, I did it. And I think having just kind of like the angry – uh, or I don't know, angry adrenaline, but just being angry at the time, I think I'd even feel it, even if it did hurt. So I don't recommend punting golf balls. Um, but if you are going to do so, you know, maybe be a little bit closer to the woods than I was. So it doesn't hurt as much. Yeah. Uh, that was, imp- it was an impressive distance on those. Like we, you were in the center of the green uh, and you got it all the way to the trees. So that was, those were two solid punts. Uh, like I said, like you were, that was like kind of your highlight tape for the Ray Guy award. I was going to send film of that to, to Peyton Sowers to see if he could, you know, maybe get get some good ideas for punting for the season. I guess to just give me some some praise. I, I grew up as a goalkeeper. I pride myself as as being a goalkeeper coach, playing soccer. So I figured, you know what? I'm not playing well at golf. I might as well do something I'm good at. And I guess punting a golf ball seemed like the best choice at that time. Um, luckily, on the next nine holes. I didn't lose a single golf ball. So there was no reason for me to punt anything because I I kept everything in play. So um, it is what it is. I enjoyed it. I'm a little shocked going into the round. You said you were going to be awful and you weren't going to be good or play well. And you, you shot a 98 and I was, I was pretty impressed with how you were able to keep the ball pretty much in play the entire day. Yeah, I played much better than I did uh, the first time I played a couple weeks ago. I think, like, that first round I played, like, I don't think I hit an approach shot onto the green, like, until the 18th hole. So uh, I just played much better. I, I did go to the driving range Monday, so I think that might be, like, a lesson uh, that actually practicing and working on stuff makes you better at things, which is surprising to anyone who's ever coached and told their kids to go practice away from – outside of practice uh but i think that might have actually made uh, a difference um i definitely believe it it probably did uh practice 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 uh you'll probably get better at something um what i need to practice is my short game going back to your commercial because that's what really just absolutely killed me in that round uh whether it was chipping whether it was putting whether it was really anything within 50 feet of the hole I was struggling. So I definitely need to work on my short game. Uh, and maybe if you work on your drive, I don't know, maybe you crush it and probably shoot in the eighties um, just to get the, the ball further down the, the, the fairway. Maybe. And I will add also that when we were golfing, we were safely social distancing. Uh, you shared a cart with your roommate and then me and McConnell each had 
separate carts. Uh, you know, it's a great social distancing activity and one that I know I look forward to doing again as long as we are stuck not actually, you know, being part of society. Absolutely. I definitely feel like in, in these times, like it's definitely a fun activity to do. And as you mentioned in the commercial, we are thinking about playing at Knight's Play, which if people are not familiar with, is a par three course, um, has like 27, 27 holes and it's got um, lights throughout the course so you can play into the evening. Um, and when we went and played our round, we talked about it and we kind of want to put it out there for the listeners. Uh, so what we want to try to do, um, something different uh, throughout the next month or so, hopefully we can get back to school um, sometime in August, but we want to make some sort of video of us doing something with each other or against each other. Uh, so obviously, right off the bat, like, let's go to night's play and record, you know, us playing a round of golf, just get some segments in there and, and record what we're saying, record what we're doing, provide some extra content for the podcast. So are there any other activities or sports that you think we should do roads? And then maybe we can put it out there for the listeners. I think golf is solid. Like, I think like we can make a couple minute like video of us, like at night's play, like doing some stuff. Um, I know tennis is another safe sport to play. That could be kind of tougher to do because we need like a third party there to actually, you know, get any solid video recorded for us. Um, but I'm not sure exactly what other sports would be or activities would be super possible to play. Um, everything else, yeah, I, I really don't know. I, I definitely think that we should do we're, – we're going to definitely do the golf thing. We can compare each other's swings. We can, you know – compare some reactions, positive on my end, a lot of negative. Uh, but tennis is something we've mentioned because you coach tennis and I've played a couple times previously this summer. So I think that would, those would be two solid choices. Um, somebody that I, I talked to earlier uh, mentioned earlier this week mentioned doing pickleball. So I don't know if you've heard of pickleball, um, but there are pickleball courts at uh, the, the same uh, tennis court locations at Ting. So maybe that's an option. It's, it's a little bit different set up than tennis. I've been told it's a little bit easier, but still enjoyable. So maybe something like that would be an option. Yeah. I don't super, I've never played pickleball before, but I'd be down to try that out. I'm just trying to get some, some suggestions out there. So non-sport related, what would be something that obviously we're, we're going to try to, to do the social distancing with everything that we do um, with these, you know, video, segments but what, what might be some other activities that we could maybe parlay this into you know we'll see as a part of restaurant week next week maybe it might just be just like you know getting takeout from a uh from more like a, a holiday Springs restaurant we've never been to before uh and just kind of trying that out you know we'll sitting you know eight feet apart and trying our delicious uh kobe which i know kids rave about all the time yeah i i definitely have never eaten there either and i've heard uh, very good things about that. Uh, I know one of our previous guests talked about the Mediterranean uh, place right beside uh, Mason Jars, a cool little spot. Um, yeah, I mean, there's just def Mama Bird's ice cream I've never had. I don't even know if we're, we're able to even get that right now. Um, but there's definitely things that I want to try. And I think that would be cool. Just, even if it's like 
you know, we both get on the, like this on a, a call or we just record us taking some bites of the food can do like a Holly Springs food review and have some sort of rating scale with that. And, and maybe that will be something we can, we can push forward with. Yeah. I know Claire's not going to listen to those because you know, she already complains about being a loud chewer. So I might just have to like mute my chews while we, uh, if we're actually eating on the air. Yeah. I, I, uh, you know, who would agree with that? for sure uh for my family i'll give you who who do you think for my your, family yeah no 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 not my brother my mom my mom uh, absolutely despises people that choose that chew loud like when my dad chews anything like crunchy the the visual that you get in her face man she just gets so upset and it's just like mortified at how loud my dad crunches things so sometimes Going back to like the meatloaf story, just to like aggravate my mom, I'll just start eating chips right in her ear and she goes crazy. So speaking of other activities for us to do, it's been a while since we actually talked about what's going on with COVID-19, both what it means for school and sports as well as society at large. Uh, Governor Roy Cooper was originally scheduled to release his recommendation earlier this week for what is going to happen with schools this fall, but he's pushed that back to mid-July, I believe. Um, at this point, like, what, what's your expectation for what you think will happen this fall with, in regards to schools? It's funny to me that he keeps putting, you know, specific dates on, oh, I'm going to make this announcement or this announcement. And I, I feel like the, the one constant thing about this whole COVID-19 pandemic over the last couple months is the fact that there is no consistency with what's going on. You have different states have different numbers and cases are rising or falling. And, you know, there's a lot of things going into these decisions. So to put a set scheduled date doesn't really make sense to me. And I think we, we talked about that before. Um, so even if he pushes it to mid-July, like if numbers keep rising, whatever, like he's going to push that date back. So I'm not really putting any expectations into what, you know, date we're going to have a, a final decision or, or what's going to happen. But what I will say is that there's there's going to, at this point, be two options. I mean, we either go back to doing remote learning, which we've already done, and I think it's going to have to be modified uh, a lot more um, in terms of actually keeping attendance, being able to grade from day one, and how does all that kind of come together with remote learning. So we're going to have to evolve that part, or there's going to have to be some sort of hybrid model and what that looks like i'm not sure of uh, maybe you can come on comment on that a little bit more but we can't have all our kids in the building and be able to social distance if that's a requirement um, for returning to school so we're gonna have to have some sort of hybrid model where i'm sure less kids in the building and i don't know how that looks and how that's going to be implemented um, but that's kind of for me what our two options are in terms of returning to school what do i want I'd rather do the hybrid model, even if it puts a little bit more work on us as teachers uh, in terms of like meeting with students and recording and posting for the other students that are in the building, because at least that gives us an opportunity to interact with students face to face uh, versus doing everything virtual, which, you know, obviously had its had its issues in the spring. Um, so we'll see. Uh, I, I just at this point. We're not going to know, and it seems like we're not going to know for a couple more weeks. So I'm not really putting any expectations on it, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, my whole thing was is like to me, it's insane to make a decision right now for what's going to happen in you know 
six, seven weeks from now, because we just don't know what North Carolina is going to look like or what the country is going to look like in seven weeks. Like, there's a decent chance things could get worse, uh, and we could be worse off than, you know, we are now. I know, like, currently I just saw that earlier today they released something in Raleigh, like, Wake County is, like, one of the counties in the country that's, like, getting worse faster than that in the other county, uh, where it's, like, Durham and Chapel Hill are getting better. So, like, we really just don't particularly know what stuff's going to look like uh, in seven weeks. So making a plan right now for that's tough. I know that's difficult because people want to know, like, what's going to happen, like, people that have kids in school and, like, teachers want to know what do I need to plan for. But... I think just like saying with any certainty what's going to happen now is just, is just insanity. So, and it seems like right now, like the whole idea of like school returning as normal is just, is completely off the table. It doesn't seem like a, a real feasible option. So in terms of like a hybrid model, I saw that yesterday Charlotte like introduced a hybrid model potentially, which is be basically that there's like three groups. Uh, and like each group goes like one week on two weeks off. Um, that obviously has like a host of possible complications. Uh, first of all, like, you know, if you have multiple kids in the school system, they probably have to be on the same thing. What happens if you're a teacher? If you're a teacher, are you there all the time? Like, what happens with, you know, your kids the two weeks they're off? Uh, I, I, I realize that, like, it's difficult for society at large to, like, quote, unquote, open back up if kids are at home. And I don't really have a great solution for who is supposed to be watching these kids all the time. But it really does, does just seem that, you know, having a thousand people or two thousand people at a school uh, just isn't really a feasible option at this point. I know Durham introduced like, you know, K through eight's going to be in school and nine through 12 is going to be online. Uh, I do think that if we do online school this fall, it's going to be better than what it was in the spring as in like, at least stuff will be like mandatory. Uh, but I know a big complaint from parents was just that the education their kids were getting just wasn't like up to par. Uh, like kids would be done with all their work in like half an hour and they just don't think they're getting like a real education. So it, it, I think it'd have to be a thing where like a lot of other states did where like you have, you know, certain number of hours a day, you actually have to spend doing stuff. And like, you have to be given like direct instruction, like live over a computer and not just all like the tape stuff we did in the spring. Otherwise I just think it's going to be a disaster again. Well, you made a couple or you stated a couple of points that, you know, I definitely agree with one with the K through eight going in school and, and nine through 12 being online, I definitely feel like our, our younger students, whether that's K through five, if you want to split up into elementary, middle school, and high school, like those younger kids really need the socialization uh, that they're missing in school. So I'm all on board or all for finding ways to get those kids back in school. And if we as high school teachers and students have to suffer a little bit by going full remote, then I'm okay with it because those kids are really lacking those social skills already. And to go a year, a year and a half without really being able to interact with other human beings is quite an issue. Uh, the second thing that you said is I do think remote learning will get better if we can require attendance and hopefully not showing up, not doing work actually has a uh, impact on the grade. But if we can hold kids accountable to attendance and to grades from day one, then kids are going to do it. And I feel like a lot of teachers, and I'm not saying I didn't do this, but I'm sure there's a lot of teachers that quickly realized during the spring that students weren't going to do the work and they weren't going to show up because they didn't have to, they didn't need the grade or they were going to accept the grade that they already had. Uh, so they didn't do anything. So why as a teacher would I put a lot of effort and work into doing 
an hour, an hour and a half lesson if nobody's going to do it or one or two students are going to do it. So I think it's going to get better because we're going to be able to have some expectations. We're going to be able to hold kids accountable to the work and the grades. And I think that will make remote learning better. Uh, but it's going to have to evolve from what it was in the spring. And I, I hope teachers are just prepared for that. I mean, they had four months to kind of get used to it. Now it's time to, to maybe embrace it a little bit more. And hopefully if we do go back to remote learning uh, in the fall, it's just the fall. I really hope that this pandemic and everything associated with it, um, we, we can move past it going into spring semester. So hopefully this is not a full year commitment to remote learning. Yeah, I hope not. You know, I know there's a lot of people that are, you know, worried about, you know, a spike happening again, like this winter, like during normal flu season. Uh, but hopefully that happens. Uh, or hope, sorry, hopefully that doesn't happen. Hopefully, I, again, I think the, the, the best we can really hope for at this point is that next spring is kind of something resembling normal uh, in all regards, relating to like school and sports and stuff. So that's, I think, what we're all hoping for. And to, to go off that, like, what do you think uh, pro and college sports, what do you think about them returning? A lot of pro sports are already currently playing or are coming back. Baseball, they're, they're doing their summer spring training. Uh, MLS is, is already coming back to Orlando and, and moving into a preseason there. Um, NBA, obviously, they're moving towards. So most of our major sports leagues are either returning to um, their places, uh, their stadiums to train, or they're you know, moving to Florida to actually start prepping for the season. So what, do you, what are your thoughts about that? What are your thoughts about college sports coming back on time? Um, and, you know, I, I, I'm sure we're going to agree on, on most of the things that you say. I mean, I'm excited. I'm, like, I cannot wait for sports to come back. Uh, the NBA opening night, uh, I put that in my calendar, uh, to my Google calendar, just because I'm so excited for it. Uh, I'm sure Claire's going to be thrilled when she sees that. Uh, but, you know, I'm just very excited. I think pro sports being back is just a lot more realistic than college sports. Uh, you know, as we see that, like, you know, all the different colleges, you have like just tons and tons and tons of athletes testing positive. Uh, it's tough to make 18 to 22 year olds who aren't getting paid follow strict rules and not hang out with other college students. That just doesn't seem feasible at this point. And like the, the more we get into this, the less likely it seems that like colleges are going to be opening up in person this fall. And without in-person colleges, it's going to be somewhat hard to justify, you know, putting unpaid college labor at risk uh for sports i'm very worried about the idea of college sports uh and i'm not sure if i even think college sports should be happening but it seems like pro sports they're you know they're getting paid first of all uh and they have like some like collective bar bargaining say in what happens uh and it just seems easier to you know quarantine the pro athletes than it does to, or kind of have a soft bubble around pro athletes and college athletes so excited for pro sports uh, college sports, I, I don't know if that's going to end up happening. The, the first point I'll make is about the, the pro sports, pro athletes. I think you, you hit it right on the head where, especially for the NBA and the MLS, where they are putting those players in a bubble. They've gone through the process of establishing places to play and how that's going to look. So they're going to be living in hotels. They're going to have a strict... Um, there's some information out there about, um, you know, NBA players and, and what's going to happen where 
the, you know, breakfast and lunch is provided to them, you know, in specific ways. Dinner is a specific way. Uh, the players are coming in and out in a specific way. So they have those means to be able to establish that bubble and to implement that bubble. And the athletes, they know they're there to do a job and they're there to keep their families technically safe and, and out of harm by providing some sort of, you know, structure to, to their lives by making money and doing their job. Um, so I think the athletes uh, at the professional level understand what's going on and understand what they need to do to make sure that they can continue to make that money. Um, on the, the flip side, with the college athletes, you're seeing across the board, you know, look at Clemson, that they're a perfect example. They almost have 40 players on their football team that have tested positive for COVID-19. All those kids are out and about doing their own thing in these different areas. And then you're bringing them into a situation to, to interact with each other, but like they're still able to go out and do things. And an 18 year old is not going to sit there and listen to the rules. I mean, I'm sure there's, there's moments that we could both come up with and tell our, our audience about things that we probably should have been doing at 18, 19, 20. Uh, and we did it anyways, because that's just teenage life. Like sometimes you do things you're told not to do. And I think a lot of college athletes are going to be in a, a position where it's going to be very tough for them to remain isolated in a way and, you know, not interacting with other college people once they get on campus. Um, so I think college athletics is going to have to make a tough decision. I think they're going to have to either embrace numbers and embrace positive tests and be okay with it, which I'm not saying is the, the right decision, but if they want college football to happen and, some other sports to happen, but really college football and to make money off of that, then that's probably the decision they're going to have to make is we know people are going to get sick potentially. And as long as we have something in place to combat those positive tests, then we're okay with it. Yeah. Uh, it's, that's, a, that's a tough decision. And I think that college presidents are generally pretty risk averse uh, as averse as they are to losing lots of money. Also, it's, it's kind of a matter of like when, not if, you know, some athletes get seriously injured and or die. I just don't think that's a risk that colleges are really particularly willing to take. Yeah, I, I don't think they should be taking that risk. I honestly don't think that college football should be starting on time. Maybe it starts later in the, the season, but there's no way. Like, NC State's game for Louisville got moved back a day so the Kentucky Derby could happen on time. And I'm sitting there going, it don't matter if you move that a day later that game ain't happening in September like I personally don't think that they're going to be having college football right away and that that is unfortunately we don't make these big time decisions uh and I hope that the safety of college athletes around the country you know remains remains priority number one and I don't know if that's always going to be the case with some of these programs so since we aren't asking any questions to guests today we decided to open up the mailbag and answer a lot of questions that we've gotten from listeners over the past few weeks. So for our first question today from our mailbag, oh, sorry. For our first question today, it comes from at Real Bros Fan on Twitter, who asks, what are some good movies you've watched lately? So about two weeks ago, I saw Parasite on Hulu. Uh, and they won like the Academy Award for Best Picture last year. 
uh, South Korean all in subtitles. Uh, it's super good. Uh, it is intense. Like I was on the edge of my seat, like for, like pretty much an hour straight. Like it was, it was super intense. Like I see why it won Best Picture. It was a great movie. Uh, it, it's it's unlike any movie I've ever seen before. It was just like it was so interesting and just it wasn't like I thought it was a horror movie going in, it, it, which it really isn't. It's just kind of like a thriller. It's it's exciting. You don't really know what's gonna happen. Uh, it's it's just a great movie. The other big thing I've seen lately is last week I saw Cars, the animated movie for the first time. Very different than Parasite. Two very different directions. Yeah. Uh, it was super good. Uh, I'd never seen it before. Uh, it was really good. Uh, I liked it a lot. Uh, and even though it's not a movie, I have to mention that Babysitter's Club comes out tomorrow uh, on Netflix. It's a, it's a show, not a series. Must watch. Loved the books. Uh, I've, heard, I've seen great reviews of it. Uh, I'm definitely watching it this weekend. Uh, so I would highly recommend the Babysitter's Club series on Netflix to anybody. Those were, were all good uh, suggestions. Parasite, uh, I will second that. Um, one of my buddies from college who still lives in the area, he's a big movie guy. And he was like, hey, I don't know if you've ever heard of the, the Alamo. It's a movie theater in Raleigh. Um, it's kind of like a dine-in theater, but it's kind of like old school it's got like a kind of a weird vibe to it but it's kind of a cool vibe if you ever have a chance to go there but they play a lot of either foreign films or or old films that were in theaters so it's a cool little experience but we went to go see Parasite and that was my thought I based off the the movie title not the title but the movie uh poster I thought it was going to be some like horror film and I was like yeah I'll go watch it, it how bad could it be and I was pleasantly surprised about the direction of the movie. I've never seen a foreign film. Um, and to, to watch an entire movie in subtitles has always been something that like, I've been kind of against because I don't want to have to read the whole time. But it was really good. And the acting is fantastic. The, the, the storyline um, is, is really good. And you're really not expecting the ending to happen the way it does. And you're like, oh, my gosh. Did I really just see this? So Parasite, great movie. If you have a chance, uh, definitely watch it wherever you can. Um, but the movie that I actually will talk about, and I actually watched last night. I went on HBO, and I was going to watch uh, the Stephen King movie that just came out, Dr. Sleep, um, just got released on HBO. Uh, and I it was a sequel to another movie, right? So if you ever get to watch it, definitely do Dr. Sleep. But um, instead of watching Dr. Sleep, I saw Ad Astra. And I don't know if you heard that. It's a movie with Brad Pitt. Um, it's kind of a space thriller, um, but it's shot very well. Uh, very good, uh, kind of a psychological thriller too, because there's a lot of emotional and psychological ties in um, to the movie, um, but a very good movie. So I'm going to say Ad Astra. Uh, and you decided to do a little promo for a show coming out this weekend but you know what i'm going to promote coming out tomorrow and i know you might be happy about it and might want to watch it too because we had musical discussions on here before but hamilton streaming on disney plus coming out tomorrow i will be watching yes i'll be watching that also i'm not sure what i'm going to be watching first uh but yes that's definitely also on the list for at some point this weekend um, all right, our next question comes via Instagram from Nick Stevens, who asks us, if we weren't teaching and coaching at Holly Springs, what school we'd want to work and coach at? Ooh, that's, that's tough. I'm, I'm going to let you start 
and see where this goes. All right. Well, I think that's a great question. Uh, you know, so I actually have, you know, coached at another school in Wake County. I, I enjoyed my two years at Green Hope. Uh, it's just so close to my house, which was, it's nice to, you know, be five minutes away from home after practice as opposed to 20 plus minutes. Um, but after working under people, you know, at some point over the last couple of years that I know didn't support or value me, I really appreciate being able to work with people who know that's the case or just kind of our, you know, just people, great people to work under. To be totally honest, like Coach Weitzel is a huge reason why I'm still at Holly Springs today. Uh, but, you know, really the only re reason I, I see myself leaving Holly Springs is if someone gives me like a basketball head coaching job. So really any other school that wants to do that for me, like um, I'm down to leave. Uh, you know, I'd prefer to stay on this side of Wake County. There's just the schools I know uh, and the schools I've kind of been to and been around. So, and kind of they're near where I live now, That's which is a little flexible, but. Will, will we be tweeting out at every high school AD account after this podcast to, uh, to self-promote you? Just give uh, me a job. Probably not, no. I, I will agree that being a, a teacher, you want to work for a principal that, like you respect that you think respects you and is going to provide you an opportunity to get better or to just do your job in a way that you appreciate that person for. So it's the same way with coaching. Uh, we definitely want to work at a school where um, whether we're working with other coaches or working under coaches, working under an AD, we just want to be respected and enjoy that environment. And I think you, you touched on it. You know, Coach Weitzel has been a fantastic AD, and even our AD before that, um, uh, AD Coach Wheeler, but um, AD Wheeler, I mean, he was he was great. I mean, he was fantastic to work under, too. I mean, he was always um, supportive of me and always allowed me to do what I wanted to do to, with the, the men's soccer program, and you just want that as a coach. Uh, so there's not really any particular school that I would go to, but that would be a big part of it is I have such a good and, – and this is – I'm going to brag a little bit, but like we have a pretty good winning program at Holly Springs High School for, for soccer. So I wouldn't want to take a job anywhere else just because, you know, it's a, a, a men's job, right? Like it needs to be something special, a special opportunity for me. Like, oh, you know, there's a potential for me to step up into an AD role if I go to this particular school. So that's the only reason why I would leave Holly Springs. Um, but if, if I had to work at another school, uh, you know, I'm a, a Fuquay grad. I, I know a lot of people give me, me crap about being a part of the orange in my, my previous playing experience or playing days. Um, but that would obviously be a, a school that one day, you know, to give back to the school that I went to, I played high school soccer, kind of got into coaching soccer shortly after that. Um, that was my first job technically in Wake County, uh, maybe Fuquay or, not to give anybody a precise location of where I live, but I live within two minutes of Willow Springs High School. Um, so that would obviously be a, a comfortable opportunity as well to be able to work, like you said, very close to home. Good, all good options. So another question that we got uh, from Instagram uh, was a question asking about what we are actually doing this summer. So I'll let you start off because you mentioned that you just got a new part-time job not a new job he's still teaching at holly springs new part-time job and then I'll, I'll see how uh how that goes yeah so last week i was just kind of started the point where i was like oh my god 
I did like three straight days. Like I know we, we taped last Monday's podcast on Sunday. So like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, I had like literally nothing to do. And I was just like, like what, what am I doing? I can't just do this like all summer. So I was complaining to some of my friends. I was like, you know what? Like I'm just gonna start applying for like random part-time jobs. Like I just need like an activity to do. Uh, it's not even like a money issue. Like again, getting paid more money is nice too, but like I just need like a thing to do. So one of my friends who's a lawyer basically said that I could kind of just start working for him and just kind of doing some research and stuff for him. And so yesterday was my first day of doing that. I uh, worked a couple hours and it's basically a thing where I can work as much or as little as I want to. If I want to work seven hours a day, I can. If I want to go like five days in a row and do nothing, that's fine too. Uh, and that's basically the perfect thing for me. It's a job that's still at home, away from people. Uh, I can, you know, take care of my beloved Ruzar as much as I want to. Uh, and that's just, that's something I'm excited about doing. So with that being said, I also kind of thought of some possible summer jobs for you. Okay. All right. And, and for those that are listening, I do not have a part-time job and I need one. I, I'm, I'm struggling for my sanity. So I need something to occupy my time. So Rhodes, please help provide some of those ideas. All right. So we're going to go one by one through these. I'll say the job. You can let me know what you think about it. All right. Okay. First one is lifeguard. You're already CPR certified for coaching. Uh, you enjoy hanging out by the pool anyway. This just involves like making sure children don't drown while you're also hanging out by the pool. I'm not opposed. And teachers, you, you know, we get emails all the time from pools to like be managers of the pool. And it's like, I don't want the responsibility of like managing other people. Like I, I don't want to deal with a lot of people like I do at my, my daily job. Um, to be a lifeguard, I guess, would be kind of cool because like you said, I'm already trying to get the sun anyway, so I might as well sit there and get paid for it. Um, I'm not sure that, you know, I've, I'm the best swimmer and, you know, would be able to, you know, save everybody's life, but I am CPR certified, so I would be able to save at least one life at a time. Um, but yeah, I'm joking. I would probably be able to, to save uh, that one person that potentially would drown. But um, I, I think it's a possibility. I, I think the, the problem is, is, Pools are restrictive to uh, a certain amount of people, so it'd be very hard for me to get that job currently. That's true. Maybe right. next summer. Next one, um, as we know, like how much you work out and stuff. So, like a good possibility for you is just is being a model. Well, uh, I'm not opposed to uh, that suggestion. I don't think that I'm as good looking and handsome as you think. Now we will have to admit to the listeners that it would have to be from like the waist up modeling and not the knees down because I got chicken legs and these skinny chicken legs are just not good for, for picture taking. So you'd have to move away from those, the chicken legs and the small calves. All right. Yeah. You just like start taking pictures on Instagram and just to see where it goes. Uh, it's, it's before we know it, you'll have like 2 million Instagram followers. Uh, all right, so this is kind of somewhat connected to that. Is you can become like a lifestyle blogger. Uh, you know, you work out, you do, you kind of do stuff. You know, it's I think you could just start this kind of like a podcast, but just like writing stuff down, just writing about your experiences, and maybe you have an aspirational life for a bunch of you know late twenty, early thirty somethings out there that just kind of want to be more like you. Okay, I can I can see me getting down with that. I, I I'll be honest, I think this podcast is kind of like my my daily. Now, it's not daily, but it's two days a week. So maybe transitioning into a, a daily kind of video blog or something just to 
give people some content about me and my thoughts. Um, I'm not sure that all my thoughts should be said out loud to, to a group of people, but I'm definitely down for it. If it can make me some money, uh, that's, a, that's an opportunity. Yeah, so that's, that's the other thing is kind of like this podcast that would maybe take a while to monetize. So that might not necessarily be the most lucrative summer job. All right, we're, we're going to get into ones that actually make money off now. Next okay. one is teach teachers. Like this fall, we might have to do remote learning. So you could, you know, you taught Microsoft and stuff. You've taught computer related <laughs> stuff. You could teach teachers how to like use computers to teach online. Uh, I don't know like where it's a thing to do, but I'm sure you could like offer your services. And there's tons of teachers that would be down to learn about stuff. Whew. I have some opinions about that one. Uh, I feel like a lot of people misperceive me as this like computer guru because I teach in a classroom with computers, but I'm, I'm not that big of a guru. I also, and this is not to, to sound mean, but if I'm teaching somebody how to use a computer sometimes, I probably am going to get very frustrated because I feel like it's something with my generation. Like I just know certain things about computers or I'm intuitive enough to be able to figure it out. And sometimes I get frustrated with other people that aren't as intuitive to simple things like that. So I might get too frustrated with that job. All right. Well, I got, I got one more possibility for you here. All okay. right. The last one is dog walker. You know, you sometimes watch your parents' dogs uh, you're strong, so you could take a lot of dogs at once. Maybe, I know, it might be tough now because a lot of people are stuck at home, but maybe, like, they're, they're stuck at home and they need to work or they're too busy watching the kids and don't have time to walk their dogs anymore. Like, you could advertise to be a dog walker. I've thought about that, and not necessarily for me, but, you know, my parents, they, they just got a new Mastiff dog, um, and they also got like a pit bull massive mix. It's a very interesting looking dog. And you, you definitely saw the dogs, um, before, but on the podcast, because I've shown you pictures. Um, but I've suggested to them like, Oh, if you have to work or go out for an hour or two, like pay people using, cause there's dog walking apps, just like Grubhub or Postmates, um, where people come and like walk your dogs and hang out with them for a couple hours. So I've suggested that to them for, other people to do it maybe i should monetize it and start charging my parents you want me to watch your dogs i want five dollars you want me to watch both of them and take them on a walk that's a 15 dollars fee because if i gotta get exercise in i want to be making money off of it so i like where your head's at i definitely do there is a chance though that if you start charging them to walk your dog they might start charging you a fee to use the pool so that's like that could be a slippery slope when it comes to charging your parents though oh yeah 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 like if I actually think about it logically, I will never charge them for anything because yes, I would love to use that pool every day. So I wouldn't want to be charged for that. All right. Well, if anybody else out there has any other ideas for Will for a summer job, uh, make sure to let us know. Uh, and, you know, we'll, we'll see if you're hiring, you know, definitely, definitely give them a ring. Uh, so our last question today comes via an anonymous email, which means, of course, that it's a dating advice question. This one comes from a rising senior girl at Holly Springs. Here she goes. So, there's this guy who has literally been one of my best friends since middle school. Shout out to the Ridge. Anyway, during sophomore year, it became obvious that he liked me and wanted to be more than friends. I can't keep reading this on a girl act. I'm just going to read it normally now. Uh, <laughs> <and wanted to laughs> <be more> than- <laughs> 
Oh, and friends, but I didn't see him that way and told him so. Last year, he started dating some other girl, and well, now I do see him that way. I've liked him for a while now and don't know what to do. I still talk to him all the time, and it kills me not to say anything. We'd be really great together. Should I tell him how I feel even though he's with the other girl now? They've been together since, like, homecoming. What should I do? Sign, Holly Ridge Middle School, class of 2017. Which I put, because I figured if Rhodes saw class of 2017 anywhere in email, he'd like to pick this one to read. Well, you were right. I saw that and instantly went to the top of the pile. So, Will, why don't you go first? What's, what, what advice do you give this girl? Should she, like, fess up her feelings to this guy or just kind of let his relationship go on in peace? I, I've got two answers to this. Uh, my first answer would be the fact that she had her shot and had an opportunity to recognize what was going on, and she was blinded uh, by the friendship and, you know, is obviously in a situation that she currently finds herself. So I think that my first answer would be she needs to let those two enjoy what they have because at the end of the day, they had a friendship. They still have a friendship, so why ruin that friendship by potentially upsetting him uh, by telling her how she feels, and then he gets upset because now he's, you know, having this complicated relationship with his current girlfriend and her. Uh, I don't, I don't think she should mess that up. Uh, but my second answer would be on the flip side of that. At the end of the day, it's high school, and I'm not trying to be Debbie Downer, but there's not a lot of relationships that start in high school and move on to college and then move on past college. So my, my answer to, to her would be, you know what, you have nothing to lose because probably not going to stay with that person, whoever he's staying or whoever he's dating since homecoming, probably not going to stay with that person past high school. So what do you have to lose? Just tell you, tell him how you feel and see where, what happens from there. So my answer depends on her relationship to the girlfriend. Like if she's okay. friends with the girlfriend, like, I think he's got to suck it up and stay quiet. However, if her and her girlfriend aren't tight, like, go for it. Like, you know, give the guy all the information possible and let him make a decision. Uh, but, but, again, if you're tight with a the girl, then I think that'd be kind of a messed up thing to do, to blow up one of your friend's relationships. But if you're not friends, then, like, girl, go for it. That way you guys can go to your class, your Holly Ridge 10-year reunion together, and it'll be magical. I know we both watched the challenge and uh, Johnny bananas is one of my favorite characters on the show. And he said it best. He he's been in situations where, you know, he could either choose a big pot of money or split it with somebody else. And he was interviewed one time and he said, you know what, if you don't have a friendship with that person outside of the show, then why would you care about upsetting them with money? So kind of, kind of tie into that, like, if you have a friendship outside of, like you said, you're friends with the girl, don't mess it up. But if you don't, blow it up. Just blow it up and have, have a good time. Yeah. And again, like you have to understand, like that could mean that you're not friends with the guy anymore. It's because, you know, I can imagine that his girlfriend wouldn't particularly want him hanging out with you uh, after you confess your feelings and stuff. But I think that if you do that, my guess is, is the guy – is still into you and would and would go for it, not knowing the situation at all. I would second that. I, I would definitely think that that's probably the the end result if she spoke up. Uh, but I don't know. Let it, you send us 
an update after you take our advice and whatever happens, send it back to us. Let us know how it, how it ends up. Good luck. So as we head into July 4th weekend, it wouldn't be right if we didn't give you some fireworks of our own with our draft today of July 4th things coming up after this word from our sponsor. I'm guessing one of the picks in our draft coming up will be food off the grill. However, as Nelly talked about way back in 2005, the best kind of grill is the one that goes in your mouth. Oh, you thought grills weren't cool anymore? You were sadly mistaken. They're not cool anymore yet. Trends are cyclical and you can get back on the grill train early today. All of us here at crunkgrills.com want to remind you that gold grills symbolize success. Get a gold grill custom fit for your mouth without leaving your house from click to crunk in about a week. Visit the website for all the info you need. And in a week, when someone bumps Nelly at your next social distance cookout and you hear, I want to see your grill, you can wow the other party goers with some bling that can easily be seen from more than six feet away. Crunkgrills.com. It is a real website. Way back in episode 11, Rhodes took July 4th in his favorite holiday draft to pick up his second draft win. Well, today, I try to show my dominance over one of his favorite holidays as we draft classic July 4th stuff. I have the first pick. So for today, I'm going to go with right up the back fireworks. Uh, I, I don't think that any other person in this world could argue that you can't go to a July 4th party or have a July 4th theme anything without some fireworks. Yeah, that was number one on my board also. I know there is like some like backlash to fireworks and people are kind of anti-fireworks, but I love fireworks. Uh, they're super fun to watch. I like go, ooh, like unironically, <laughs> like it's, it's, it's cool. There's stuff exploding in the sky in cool shapes and colors. Like who doesn't love it? I, I, uh, I can't deny the fact that I do that all the time. Every single time I go to a fireworks show, I'm like, ooh, ah, so pretty. Yeah, and I get there's, like, implications around it, like, surrounding, like, vets with PTSD and animals and stuff that don't love it. So I'm all for, like, central fireworks displays uh, and leave it, leave it to the pros. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, definitely have to be off a of pier, for sure. Uh, well, not off a pier. Like, not off one of your friends. Like, off an enemy, maybe. <laughs> uh, I'm kidding. I'm like, pier, like, by the water. I'm kidding. Uh, yeah. So, so, so uh, all right. So my first one might not translate very well to Twitter, which I'm a little worried about, but I still have to pick it. I'm going to give you a little taste of what July 4th in Boulder, Colorado was growing up. Uh, so every year we'd go to Folsom Field, like CU's football stadium, and have a giant fireworks display uh, at the football stadium. So what they do before that, though, is it have like the same band on every year. Like some guy earned the attorney to tell the same bad jokes every year. And there's also a sing-along. Uh, again, since it's my sister's birthday and she loves these songs, so I'll shout them out. Uh, like Deep and Wide and Old Mr. Ford. Just super fun sing-along songs. Uh, and so it's just kind of like, this is, might be a terrible thing to say, but this might just be just like just generic like sing-along or July 4th traditions. Like just doing the same thing every year, listening to the same dumb songs, like doing the exact same stuff every year. Like that's my favorite July 4th thing. And again, I haven't done this stuff in like, I guess now like 16 years, but at some point I want to make it back to Boulder for July 4th so I can go back to the old school July 4th celebration that I love. Okay. Uh, I don't think that's going to resonate well on Twitter. So thank you so much. Uh, I think that helps me, 
but we've seen before where I get overconfident because of one of your Rhodes picks and uh, I, I go south in the draft. So let's see, let's see what your next pick is before I get too confident. My next pick is going to be equally um, not relatable to people that grew up in Holly Springs. Uh, so the other place that I like to spend July 4th is uh, in Bethany Beach, Delaware, where my dad lives now. And one of the things they have every year is they have a July 4th parade. Uh, so that's what I'm going to go with. Just like a fun, like patriotic, as I like to call it, a parade. Uh, that's just what I call parades. Like I call charades, yeah. charades. But a parade is a parade. Uh, so I just realized now I should have taken this later, but I've already said it out loud. It's too late. Uh, so I'm going to go with parade, uh, with my second pick. Uh, you definitely, I think went a little early with the, the parade. Cause that's not something that I was, uh, shooting for or really realistically was, was trying to get. Um, uh, but I understand it. I, I think it, it kind of goes with what I'm going to go with, with my next pick. And that's going to be barbecue. Uh, it's some sort of cookout. Because technically a parade, you can't cook while you're walking down the parade. So it, it should be separate in my eyes, if, if that's okay with you. Oh, yeah, for sure. That's what I realized. Like, I, like as in the middle of I was talking, I was like, oh, my God. I, I don't know why I didn't take that and save prayer for my next pick. I was like, couldn't believe that I didn't take grilled foods. That was a ridiculous oversight on my part. I might get 1% of the vote for this draft. Like, I am in serious trouble. Okay. All right. So you're you're it's a separate thing? All right, cool. So oh, yeah, I'm going to yeah. do – some sort of barbecue grilling out um, with that. And then for my next pick, I'm going to go with um, like those like red, white, and blue popsicles. Ooh, those are great. I, I hadn't thought about that. That's a... See? Oh my God. I just, I, apparently I just put fireworks up in front of the, uh, in front of the computer for you. Cause you say, Ooh, just like you do at fireworks. <laughs> Uh, yeah, those things are like are a definite feel. Like I, I could just I could picture like one of those, and that really hit the spot right now. Uh, yeah, those are great picks. You're destroying me. Uh, so <laughs> for for my next pick, uh, you already sold the best dessert. I was gonna pick a dessert right here, but I like yours better than what I'm gonna say. So I'm just gonna forget that. Uh, I'm gonna go with like baseball. Baseball to July Fourth is a good baseball holiday, uh, or just even sports in general. Uh, and Friday, this Saturday, is the start of the TBT basketball tournament on ESPN. So there actually is, like, sports happening July 4th this year also. Uh, I think any day is a good day for sports. So July 4th kind of counts for that. So I'm going to pick baseball. Uh, and then with my last pick, since I've already lost the entire draft, uh, I'm just going to go completely out of left field um, and go with fun historical facts. So, little known fact. <laughs> that America voted for independence on July 2nd, not July 4th. And most people didn't even sign the Declaration of Independence until August 2nd. So why July 4th? That's the day that they voted, the founders voted, like, to adopt the actual Declaration of Independence. But, like, that's not really Independence Day at all, really. And also, probably my favorite historical fact ever is that two of those founding fathers, John Adams and Thomas Jefferson, both died on July 4th, 1826. 50 years after they voted on the Declaration of Independence. Um, Adam's alleged last words were Thomas Jefferson survives, and well, he was wrong by five hours. Uh, and the two former rivals actually became friends and wrote letters back and forth to the later in life, but it's wild that the second and third president, two people instrumental at like the, you know, uh, Continental Congress, both died on the same day, and that's July 4th. Uh, 
Uh, that, that's always, I've always thought that was wild. And again, no idea how I'm putting this on Twitter. Uh, but <laughs> for the I, vote. I, I, I'm thinking, I mean, like going through, you're giving us a history lesson, a, you know, like a repeat history lesson. And usually you, you have to try to get 150 or less characters on Twitter. And I think that historical context right there was, was more than 150. So I'm interested to see how you're going to put that on Twitter as well. So for my last pick, uh, I'm a little bit in a pickle because I, I feel like the thing that I want to say, I, I can't really put on uh, the podcast um, as an official Twitter vote. So I have to keep it PG for us. Um, not everybody's 21 or older. Um, but for uh, my last pick, I think I'm going to go with um, – I mean, technically, you got like the American flag, right? Is is that something associated with the Fourth of July? You can do that, yeah. And and I don't I don't mean like legitimately the American flag, but I'm saying like I'll actually you know what I will because I was gonna say like anything that has the American flag theme on it, but technically that's everything on Fourth of July. So I'll just I'll keep it an American flag. All right. Um, I legitimately think that if you just had fireworks against the four things on my team, you would win in a landslide. Uh, so everything else I think after that's just gravy for you. <laughs> well, um, I told you I wasn't going to get too confident based off your first pick, but I think after your second pick and your fourth pick, I, I, I was pretty confident that I, I might have a winning team, but I felt that way before. I mean, there's been plenty of drafts over the last month that I thought I had a clear shot at winning and I've gotten obliterated. So listeners, Come to your senses, look at the four picks that I have, and understand that they are better staples than historical context uh, and your sing-alongs, all right, at picnic parades or parades, as you say. So help me out, voters. Help me out. Yeah, maybe everyone don't go vote at marketing underscore HHS <laughs> on Twitter and also on Instagram. Um, well, you know, I really thought this was going to be a shorter podcast, and so it's just the two of us. This is, don't worry, we talked, managed to talk for over an hour, just the two of us. So those of you guys that were worried that it was going to be a shorter podcast for your holiday weekend, uh, don't worry, we gave you the full Real Bros experience uh, today. Well, I, I can definitely put some some words on, on video camera. So I apologize for helping this uh, go a little bit longer than normal, but... Thanks for listening, everybody. We appreciate it. Hopefully you guys have a great 4th of July weekend. And we'll see you back on Rhodes' big birthday. Big 3-3. Three, three. Uh, and we will celebrate Holiday Springs Restaurant Week next week. Uh, have a great holiday weekend, guys. Later. Later.